Welcome to Choir Talks. Thank you for joining me this week. If you've been keeping up with the last few episodes, you know already that we're working through the book of Ephesians, and God has been teaching me a lot in the book of Ephesians. Um, One of the things that I've been learning is how pervasive the theme of unity in the church is. Um, I knew that was a theme in Ephesians, but now I'm seeing that it is a major theme. Last week, we talked a lot about that. We saw him use the word one over and over and over to describe uh, people within the church and and the oneness that we have together in in the family of God. This week, um, in the next couple of verses, he talks now a little bit about the way that we are are different. different. Um, So listen to that, starting in verse 11 of chapter 4 of Ephesians. It says this, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Uh, Great little passage here. So the differences that I'm referencing are the different uh, functions. Uh, He's gifted us, and and giving giving those gifts to us achieves purposes in the life of a church uh, because those giftings also allow us to take roles of leadership. And so he mentions several of these leadership roles. Now, by the way, there are other lists of of giftings uh, that, that the Father has given us within the church. So these these giftings are particularly for church leaders, but all of us as believers have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, have gifting because of the Holy Spirit in our life. But let's look at the ones that are mentioned here. So some, he says, are given as apostles. The word apostle means one who is sent with a commission. Um, so apostles, secondly, prophets. Um, we always think of prophets as somebody who tells the future, but in biblical terms, the word prophet just means the one who proclaims the, the word, proclaims God's word. Um, evangelist is mentioned, uh, and the word there means bearer of good news. Um, now, by the way, so that is an office, and it's a gifting, but it is also a calling for all of us. So the gifting here, this office, is for one who will that'll serve by teaching and enabling others to be evangelist. But all of us are called to this ministry. Um, and then the last one is pa- pastors and teachers. Uh, the word pastor, you might know, means shepherd. It's the same word. So the pastor is to feed and lead the flock or lead the, the believers. So what is the purpose of all these, these offices and all the giftings that, that the Spirit gives here? Um, notice what the Word says here. It says it is to equip His people for works of service. Um, so He is, he is going to equip His people for the works of service through the giftings that are given to these leaders. Notice that it's not the leaders who are called to do the work of service, but it, it's all of us in the body of Christ. There are leaders who are equipped to enable us and to motivate us and to, to teach us, but we are the ones that, that perform these gifts of service. Um, all right, so what, what is the, what's the role of these gifts of service? What, what do they accomplish, or what is the goal here? Verse 13 says, until we all reach unity in the faith. There's that word again that's sticking out to me. Um, the purpose of these gifts is to bring unity in the, in the faith. As we, as we exercise serving one another in the body of Christ, it brings unity. Secondly, it says, 
um, that it brings the knowledge of the Son of God and uh, that we become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So there's unity, there's knowledge of Christ that leads us to maturity in Christ. Um, and then there's a then here. Let me read the next couple of verses to you. It says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. All right, so there's, there's three things that he's going to mention that are, that are enabled uh, by these giftings and, and by what the Spirit does as we serve one another. And the first one is that we're going to have stability. We're not going to be tossed about. The picture here is, is one, somebody lost in the waves, and we're not going to be tossed about by the waves of, of things that aren't true. Um, as we become mature in Christ, we are going to know and understand the, the truth, and that will help us to be stable uh, in, in Christ. Here's a, the next verse, though. It goes on to say, um, instead of being lost in untruth, we will speak the truth in love. We will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Now, I love those, that first phrase, that we're going to speak the truth in love. Um, I think that's super important as far as us building unity within the body of Christ. We're going to speak truth to one another, and we're going to speak it in love. There's, there's two sides to that coin. Truth without love is just brutality. It is us bashing one another. On the other hand, love without truth is hypocrisy. You know, sometimes we feel like we should never say anything to tell the truth, uh, and that is the most loving thing to do. But the most loving thing to do is to tell the truth. But we do it in love, which speaks to the manner in which we do it and the motivation in which we speak that truth to one another. That reminded me of uh, Proverbs 27 that says this, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So sometimes we are called to wound one another um, with the truth if, if we do it in love. Um, that, that brings growth in the person who receives it and hears it with grace. Uh, and then the last uh, verse that we'll read together says this, from him, that's from Christ, the whole body, uh, and, and that's that metaphor again that, that the church is a body. It's a unified body, the body of Christ. So from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its own work. All right, so what happens with this body? Um, just like every other organic being, a body is meant to grow. And so when, when the body is healthy and when, it, when we are serving one another, the natural result is that body grows to incorporate new believers who are attracted to understand who Christ is by uh, seeing us love and serve one another. And it grows and it builds itself up in love as each part does its own work. Now, that, I love that last phrase. It says, as each part does its own work. You know, sometimes in the church we think that there, there are all these people who are gifted. They're superstars. They're really important people. But the truth is every one of us is important. Every one of us has a gifting and a, a function of service to perform. And if you don't accomplish that service, then the body of Christ is lacking. Every one of us is important. All of us working together help the body to be health healthy and to grow.
Um, so with, with those scriptures in mind, I just have a, a thought to you. Look around. Uh, if the body of Christ is not growing around you to look more like Christ, then maybe there's more that you should be doing to serve. I'm going to end our time here together. Just uh, We're halfway through the book of Ephesians, and I just want to come back and remind you of the stuff that we've read and some of the things we're going to read. Um, and I, I call this little part, in, in Ephesians, God says that I am, dot, dot, dot. And then we're going to fill in the blanks with some of the stuff that we've already seen in Ephesians that God says about us. So as I read these, um, I want it just to be a worship moment for you. Uh, you might close your eyes, maybe, and hear these things. And as I'm speaking them, maybe just express thanks to God for these things that we're going to say. Or, or maybe as I'm speaking them, you just will declare them about, about yourself to be, this is true of me in Christ. Um, but let's just let it be a worship moment. And let me just read you what we know from the book of Ephesians. In Ephesians, God says that I am faithful. I am for the praise of God's glory. I am blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. I am chosen before the creation of the world. I am holy and blameless. I am adopted as his child. I have his great power in me. I am the recipient of God's glorious grace, lavishly uh, and without restriction. I am a member of Christ's body, the church. I am a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I am in Christ. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I have purpose. I have hope. I am included. I am sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. I am a saint, a holy one. I am alive in Christ. I am raised up with Christ. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. I am the receiver of the incomparable riches of God's grace. I am God's workmanship. I have been brought near to God through Christ's blood. I have peace. I have access to the Father. I am a member of God's household. I am secure in him. I am a holy temple. I am a dwelling for the Holy Spirit. I share in the promise given to Christ Jesus. God's power works through me. I can approach God with freedom and confidence. I know there is purpose in my suffering. I can grasp how wide and long and high and deep is Christ's love. I am completed by God. I can bring glory to God. I have been called. I can be humble and gentle and patient and loving and tolerant of others through the power of the Holy Spirit. I can mature spiritually. I can be certain of God's truth and life in the lifestyle which he has called me to. I can have a new attitude and a new way of living. I can be kind and compassionate to others through the Spirit's power. I can forgive others because Christ's total forgiveness of me. I am a light to others and can exhibit goodness and righteousness and truth. I can understand what God's will is. I can give thanks for everything. I have God's power. I can stand firm in the day of evil. It's awesome, isn't it? Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you for these truths that you have made and are making known to us through this, this great letter. Father, teach us more and more uh, the riches that we have in Christ Jesus and how to live in those and how to walk worthy of them and walk in a way that pleases you. 
and brings unity in the body of Christ and brings your love to the world around us. Father, I pray for everyone who listens to this, God, that, that, that you would use them, Father, that they would walk closely with you and be blessed in Christ. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sharing with us today.